Hello, welcome to Star Trek Sucks. Uh, I'm Jack, and I'm here on the engineering deck of the Starship Enterprise, trying to start a labor union. Um, <laughs> we don't get paid in any kind of currency, so it's not going well. Uh, <laughs> we also have free medical, and uh, we live in a post-scarcity society, so it's it's really not going great. Yeah, we're not drumming um, up a whole lot of interest. Leo is here informing on everything I do to the captain. Uh, Again, well, pretending are, to be my friend. There are no consequences for anything that I'm telling the captain about, Jack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the I'm captain just, absolutely does not give a shit about any of this. I'm just and a he's total. Very fucking, annoyed by the entire thing. <laughs> I'm just a total fucking narc. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard that this is something that's not supposed to be happening, and yep. I can't let that you stand. Just like to tattle. I just like to tattle. All right. Welcome to Star Trek Sucks. My name's Leo. I like Star Trek. Yeah, I'm Jack. I am trying to start that labor union <laughs> <laughs> jack uh what's good mm. <laughs> well this is sort of a quixotic thing to do because we're recording this a week ahead of when it's going to drop but um the president has COVID <laughs> yeah and i because i listen to a lot of i mean i listen to a lot of leftist podcasts and i mean the left is is in a state of pretty thorough defeat right now in america but boy, were we having some fun yep. over the weekend. Just, just, I mean, not, not anything like we are as left as politically realistically enough to know that like this doesn't change anything, but it's funny as shit. One of my favorite things to watch was everybody dunking on uh, the official Twitter announcement because mm. Twitter.com made the announcement that, hey, it's not cool to wish somebody dies. And everybody was like, oh, oh, it's not. Mm. Here are many examples of you allowing that exact thing. Yeah. And I also I disagree. And it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much you want to get into this, but like he's either the greatest threat to democracy and, and the, the process of, of freedom that's ever happened, or he's someone that you shouldn't wish is dead. Those are, you can't be both of those things. Well, and I just, so uh, the, the Bunta Vista guys were talking about it, obviously. Um, and I feel like there's, a, there's an important difference between uh, saying just in an abstract sense that you hope something happens uh, or saying to a person, I hope you die. Uh, or third, saying I'm going to kill you. Those are very different things. Sure, and there's also a difference between a private citizen and a celebrity or politician or yeah. or any member of the ruling class. Like politics is how you in, engage with the ruling class. Once you're in the ruling class, you have consented to be engaged with, and part of that engagement is sometimes people are going to hope you die. Yeah, I I kind of agree. You know. Yeah, <laughs> and you don't get to get mad about it. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. you can get mad. Well, yeah, you yeah, you get to do whatever you want with that, but you can't say it's out of bounds. Yeah. You you made yourself a public person. Yeah. Fuck off. Agree. Big agree. Um I don't uh I didn't think about what's good um, for me. No, I I still have more on that. Oh, you have more. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, like I think the f- the most fun I had with it was uh the Billy Workers Party did an episode where they just went through the timeline of okay so hope hicks had it here's where she was when she had it and here's what what she was doing and who she was talking to and who she was around and it is a goddamn delight to think about yeah (laughs) because it's just like just the reaper just cutting swaths through these to the worst people you can fucking imagine people that paid a quarter million dollars to go to a fucking fundraiser dinner mm-hmm. and shit <laughs> uh, mm. yeah now it's one so of the fun. things so uh, the other thing that's been floating around uh is the of course conspiracy theory bullshit that uh oh it's an assassination attempt somebody gave it to him on purpose occam's fucking razor man as if the democrats have that much i mean i w- i would love that a democratic party that w- resembled in any way, the Democratic Party that exists in the Republican imagination. <laughs> Agree. I would actually, I would, that would be fucking awesome. But it just, it drives me nuts seeing shit like that where it's like, here are your two choices. Either uh, somebody who actively avoided and denigrated the most basic fucking precautions that are advocated by medical personnel had the thing happen to them that the medical personnel said would happen to them if they didn't do the fucking precautions. That's one. Yep. Or two, uh, the uh, ultra-secret deep state, s- deep state Democrats managed to penetrate the Secret Service and gain access to the most closely guarded, uh, man, one of the most co- closely guarded men in the world. Yeah, all these secret communists that have apparently that kind of power, but we yeah. don't have a single fucking public service in this country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, have enough power to assassinate their political rival, but do not have a, enough power to accomplish any of their to, political to, goals. To, to just have a bus, just <laughs> to just get to just get dental included with medical. <laughs> Not even get insurance for everybody, just to to raise the standard to where you don't have to get a separate fucking dental plan. God damn it. Uh, Oh, that, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, they're too busy fucking giving Trump germs. Yep. Um, Fuck, there's something else I was going to say on the point, but it it eluded me. Um, Oh, it was, uh, I, I think this was on... I think this is a point Jack Wagner made on yeah, but still, um, I think it's you. It, it's a giddy time just because like we all grew up on like Disney movies or whatever, where it's like you don't just get to be bad forever. Like if you're bad, if you're a liar and a bully and a fucking asshole, eventually you get a third act come um, come up and. And I think we're all mature enough to know that like that's not really how it goes all the time. You're looking for your cat? Mm-hmm. She's in the... Yeah, I think that's going to be my... She's my, in the ceiling hole. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Listeners, we're recording from the special attic room mm. in my house, and the cat has figured out how to get up here, and she is now wandering around in the uh, in the insulation yep. in the old part of the attic. Yep. 
and uh, no idea if she has any plans on how to get down from here. She's uh, doing the Bruce Willis and Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, come out to the coast. <laughs> we'll have a few laughs. Um, yep. Yeah, your cat is reenacting Die Hard. Anyway. But I think, like, we're all mature enough to, like, know intellectually that, like, no, like, really there is no comeuppance coming. But we still want it because that's the media we're raised on and still and the media we still get now. Well, and I mean, it's the basic concept of justice. You know, when yeah. you watch somebody flaunt every law and just be a fucking liar and an asshole Right, and, all like, the if time. there's anything the last four or five years have shown us is that, oh, no, being a, like, just constantly double, like, being a liar and constantly doubling down on it actually apparently works fucking great yeah apparently um but yeah like this is like finally like oh the thing that should have happened happened for one for once in our goddamn lives the thing that should have happened fucking happened yeah and i'm kind of a truth around i don't i don't i don't really believe i mean i don't know i don't know what i don't know you don't think he actually on. has it i have no idea what's going on i can tell you i can tell you for i would bet my life on what they're saying is going on is not 100% what's going on. Oh yeah, that's definitely the case. Like there's no he's, fucking he's, there's no fucking way that they are being completely forthright and and fucking honest about anything. No, what well, so I don't think that he would tolerate faking it because illness is weakness to him and he can't yeah. he can't t- tolerate any yeah, perception yeah, of weakness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I absolutely believe that he is arguing with every fiber of his being to be released from the hospital so he can go around and pretend he's not that sick. Did you see he did a lie yeah, somebody yeah. drive him Well, and apparently that was oh, like man. one of the uh. things I read was that he was like, he was trying to get released early and the doctors was like, the doctors were like, yeah, no, you really can't leave yet. And letting him go on his little fucking joyride. Uh, in a hermetically compromise. In, in a hermetically sealed vehicle, definitely exposing the fucking Just murdering secret a, service worker, yeah. murdering yeah. a driver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the compromise because that's because he's a child. Yep, he's a he's big a, wet child. He's a big dumb wet baby. Um, well, I don't know what else is good. I'm I'm gonna go with another uh, another home renovation landmark that's good today. Um, I'll post a picture of it on our Instagram even. It was your front door looks fucking awesome. Yeah, it looks sick as shit. <laughs> Is that the one you were going to say? The, okay, yeah, that yeah. was the one. Yeah, your front, your interior looks fucking rad. Yeah, so <laughs> listeners, I'm very proud of myself because this was mostly my idea. Yeah, it was kind of a, a, a bespoke project, if you will. Yeah. Um, um, I salvaged, But not, not in a shitty way like that <laughs> makes it sound. <laughs> no, I, uh, I salvaged a bunch of uh, boards from uh, one part of the house that we tore apart. And uh, sanded them down and refinished them and stuff, and then finished my entryway with it, and it looks fucking fantastic. And yeah, I'll post a picture on the Instagram. Yeah, and I think like if you end up doing the house in kind of a like neutral white-ish color, yeah, um, that's gonna really pop. Oh, the cat made it out of the attic. Mm-hmm. She's back with stories. <laughs> we're in the. I haven't watched Die Hard in a while, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know which part we're in now. Oh shit! She just <laughs> killed the one dude. <laughs> Somewhere in the house. Now I have a machine gun. There's a doll in a a sweater that says, now I have a machine gun. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, God. Oh, now she's considering how she's going to get down. Mm. This will be very interesting. Oh, God. She's going to walk on the top of the walls. Classic cat behavior. Yep. Just getting into high places with no fucking plans on how she's going to get down. All about going up, not about going down. Yep. Um, Uh, Jack, what happened last week? 
Wes created the AI singularity. <laughs> yep. But it was somehow the most boring way you could have told that story. Yep. God, that episode sucked. Yeah, it uh, was not a great start to season three. And mm. uh, we already discussed what's going to happen in this episode, and you're not very excited about I it. I don't remember that discussion at all. Okay. Uh, the uh, No, it's another Wes episode. That's yep. right. Um, what else should people be doing, Jack? Um, check out the podcast. It's a it's a mini series, so it's like not an ongoing podcast. You can just listen to. I almost think of those more as like audiobooks or something mm-hmm. in a way, yeah. but you can just listen to it over the course of like ten hours or whatever. Um, it's called Blowback. Okay. Um, it was behind a paywall when it first came out. I actually paid money to listen to it. Um, because I was very excited about it. But now it's just, you can just get it wherever. It's about the Iraq war and like kind of just a a history of what an absolute evil and colossal uh, fuck up that was. Mm-hmm. And, and also in, in a lot of ways it wasn't a fuck up because the real intentions of the people that did it were more or less realized for a lot of them. Right. Um, so it was just a purely an act of evil. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, especially like if you listen to this show, which if you do get at us, yeah, get uh, at us on twitter.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, Star Trek sucks on Instagram. Uh, ship facts at who is Jack Gunn and at Leal like Neil on twitter.com. Don't bother with Facebook. I no. don't go there anymore. Um, but yeah, if you listen to this show and you're you're a liberal or whatever, and you're like, why is this guy so fucking mad at liberals all the time? And press, like large press institutions and stuff, that's a great place to get. Like that podcast is a great way to get your feet wet of like, oh, that, right. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> I mean, you and I went through this. Uh, it takes some some time getting your head around because I, I still stand behind and support uh, a lot of uh, – liberal policies you know basic social policies and shit like that and i know you do too yeah but liberal politics right the liberal approach to politics that's a different thing is a fucking problem that's going to get us all killed yeah a little bit and i i like being alive i'm a fan most of the time anyway (laughs) not while i'm watching this show (laughs) (laughs) since we're recommending a miniseries i'll go ahead and recommend for anybody who hasn't listened to them already uh two miniseries by uh hero of the show robert evans Mm. um the women's war and it could happen here daddy of the show i think he's younger than both of us yeah he is um yeah both really uh fantastic pieces on you know the uh the women's war is about uh rojava um and the uh, it could happen here is about a theoretical look into what uh, a post collapse America might look like. Mm. Um, yep. The the it could happen here is very upsetting. Women's War is actually quite uplifting. That one's very positive. Yeah, I thought um, it was. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it could happen here is is upsetting, but also like something you should know and think about. For yeah. sure. Yeah, a little bit. Because that came out more than a year ago now. Almost two years ago. And we're... He was definitely working on it two and years And we ago. are on the timeline. Yep. Very much on the timeline that he the fucking laid out. And I, it's not a... 
huge part of it, but I think he kind of downplays it a little bit. But I actually think that like the dominionist Christian thing that he talks about, like that's that's going to be a fucking problem in the next twenty years, mm-hmm. like a big fucking problem. Yep. Well, let's watch Star Trek. Okay. Okay. Here we go. You're listening to Star Trek Sucks, the only Star Trek podcast. Now here are your hosts, Jack Gunn and Leo Cardoza. And we're back. And we're back. Uh, I, I got to say up top, once it's dark, the the podcasting in an abandoned building vibes are much stronger. <laughs> like yeah. we're just podcasting with a fucking construction lantern. <laughs> <laughs> We also had to <laughs> just the, uh, we had to adjust the ladder that gets us up into yeah. the attic space so that the cat can't get up here and get trapped. Yeah, it's I love it honestly, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it is very much like a preview of what I imagine the next yeah the time the time after the fall yeah which we all know is coming yeah mm. uh, what did you think it was an alright episode I thought it was decent it was very uh, I think. Maybe you. I think I was wrong. Yeah, you yeah, were, yeah. You either I, gave the wrong title or the or. No, that's the correct title. So the title was the ensign lessons. The ensigns of command. Uh, the ensigns of command. Uh, yeah, I don't. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Um. Um. I'm confused because I thought based on the title that w- that it was another episode. Um. So I'm gonna Google it right now, like a professional. Um, yeah, just on air. <laughs> just on air while recording. Yeah, no, the Ensigns of Command. So I have no huh. idea what the fuck that title means uh, in context of what we just watched. Yeah, but no, uh, it doesn't really seem to connect. But, um, but well, actually, I think it does because, I mean, different uses of the word Ensign, but, like, just the way of, I mean, this goes back to, like, what we were talking about right before the break of, like, liberal, like, the liberal approach to politics of, like, it's supposed to be just winning at debate club. Like this is kind of a refutation of that of just like, no, like fuck you. Like sometimes you have the moral imperative and the power in the situation and you should take it, you know? Um, so we find the enterprise, uh, they get an email from some trash bag aliens. Um, email. And uh, the trash bag aliens are upset because there are some humans on their trash bag alien planet. So the ship has to go and get the people off. Yep. Uh, they get there and they find you out have that... to get every single person off. They yeah. have to just, <laughs> just suck and, just just suck suck and fuck. The- <laughs> suck and fuck 15,000 people. <laughs> it's going to take a while. And we've established there's about 1,000 people on the Enterprise. So. <laughs> Well, and Data's got to do it all himself. Oh, so, I boy, mean, we, that's going to take a We know he's minute. fully functional. but So it starts with a concert, which I love two things about this. One is that um, I don't believe there is ever another reference to uh, Miles O'Brien playing the cello ever in the entire... I know. <laughs> I do, but it's like, it's so... Like, of course. Yeah. Of course. Sure. Why not? Just, just it's, it's so, it's such a, like random out of character thing for him to do um, and i'm just gonna imagine him just every time i see him now because he's just he's a he's a weird character in, in next generation because he's he's just like a worker 
And you only yeah, ever they, see him at the transporter babe. And he's sort of like there is comedy relief, but like not very much, like very understated. Yeah, he doesn't get a fully three-dimensional character until DS9. Like he mostly is just there to be at the transporter controls and then like make a weird face. Like, yeah, or like raise an eyebrow. He's like, yeah. Like mm. do the like Jim from the office thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he is the Jim Halpert of the transporter and room. Then, but like for him to also be like a cello guy. <laughs> yeah. I I, lo- I actually love it. I, sure. It's very, it's very, it's really tickling. <laughs> so Data makes a comment uh, because Crusher and uh, Picard are there to watch the concert. Data says, "I am technically proficient, but lack a s- but lack soul," which sounds like a review of how Data probably fucks. Mm. Mm. Yeah, there's some subtext in this entire episode about how he lays pipe um, for sure. Yeah. Oh, the cat's trying to get up. Even though we, oh, she's trying to get, oh, wow, okay, she fell. All right. So the, <laughs> also, the B plot of this episode was just us watching the cat try to <laughs> alternate between being really happy with the situation she's put herself in and then casually look for a way out of the situation she's put herself in. Yeah, she she took several long looks, looks at the rafters <laughs> above both bedrooms and was like, can I do, is there a... There doesn't. I. Uh, I don't think that's gonna work. Okay, time to lay down and look like this is all under control. <laughs> <laughs> totally the way I planned it. Uh, yeah. So as you mentioned, the ship holds a thousand people, and they're gonna try to evacuate fifteen thousand people. I mean, off of this fucking planet. It's, it, it, so a couple points in this reminded me of those Alistair Reynolds uh, stories that I w- I was reading, um, and that was one of them. It's like, yeah, it's it's not impossible. It would just suck dick. Yeah, it would suck ass. But like, that's what a refugee situation usually does is suck ass. That's true. But the other thing that came to my mind was uh, the rate of replication because you've got uh, a crashed colony ship, which let's say, because they say that a third of the people died, and let's say a, a, d- a good-sized colony ship is like a thousand or so people. Does that seem reasonable? Sure. That means that everybody had to, like, I'm trying to do the math here on how many children everybody had to have. Uh, but anyway, that's a well-documented phenomenon that, like, frontier societies, like, people have fucking tons of kids. I guess, yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody just had to be fucking cranking them out. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I the, and this is, like, my own sort of weird theory that I don't really have much data for, but, like, I think like urbanized, like highly urbanized societies, like start to drift away from behavior. You know whether it's like heteronormative behavior or just like have kids young and and oh yeah, and that's something that have more like yeah, a lot of people have have studied that of uh, yeah, do instances of like divergence from heteronormativity uh, increase as population increases. Um, and uh, and we obviously know that that uh, birth rates decrease right. as populations increase. Which means that what, what anyway the point I'm making is just yeah the inverse is going to be true too. Like if you're a colony of a thousand people, uh, everybody is not sucking, only fucking, if or, you will. Or yeah. Um, <laughs> so one of the challenges that they have is that the transporters won't work, so they're going to have to try and get all these people off using the. Get them off! I said it again. God damn, dude. <laughs> They're going to have to evacuate the population. Uh, have to evacuate the balls of the population. 
um, using uh, shuttlecraft. And so Jordy and O'Brien are tasked with trying to overcome the problem by basically just recreating Jeff Goldblum's experiments during the movie <laughs> The Fly. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. <laughs> I'm actually kind of mad at myself that I didn't get that one. That's what I thought. Like they they were just doing the fly the entire episode, the whole episode. <laughs> That's all they were doing. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to see like Jordy or Jordy beam O'Brien out and beam him back, and he's just all sweaty and half naked, and then he just goes and bangs Gina uh, Gina Davis. Mm. That's who it was in the fly, wasn't it? I think it was Gina Davis. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so another thing that I noticed is, so first of all, this colony of 15,000 people has one leader. Yep. Now, not, I, not like, like not a council or anything, just, yeah. just a guy. As you are aware, I had been a leader in a professional, uh, capacity. Yep. I'm familiar. And I have attempted to get nine people to a consensus mm. and it is difficult. Mm. 15,000 people just automatically doing everything you say sounds like a big pile of bullshit to me. Well, I mean, yeah, the only way that happens if, is if you have a, let's call it a police force, but it's secret. Yes. I don't know what you would call that. Or even just uh, an open police force mm. that are proud of mm. themselves. And their boys. Yeah. Um <laughs> Also, I noticed that the leader, uh, Goshevin, his dialogue was completely ADR. Did you notice that? Yeah. It was weird. So the only reason I can think of for that is because the actor's voice was not acceptable. So the conclusion yeah. I drew from that was that that actor's voice actually sounds exactly like Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the original As soon line, as you said that, I kind of went to a similar place, but more of a... Not a more of a Mickey Mouse than a Gilbert Godfrey. The original <laughs> line readings, I assume, must have sounded something like, "We will not be bullied off of our land. <laughs> we will not be bullied off of our land." <laughs> 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 Either way, fun to think about. <laughs> so while Jordy and O'Brien are going through the fly experiment, Picard walks in for three fucking seconds to check on their progress. Dude, so so <laughs> there is there is such bad management. I know this. it was the most managed. So, it was the most realistic managerial moment. Yeah, yeah, he just walks in and he's like, "Hey, how's everything going? Yeah, no, good. Everything's going really good. Okay, bye." Yeah, and then they're like, "He's a fucking asshole." <laughs> yeah. But like right before that, there was an extended scene of of Riker talking to Data, and Data's like, "I don't know if I'm the guy for this job. Like, I'm trying, but yeah." And Riker's like, "Get it done." And Riker's like, "I can't fucking help you figure it out. Get it done, faggot. Get it done." <laughs> and it's just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, I was starting to come around on Riker as like being a good a good leader, and then it's like, "Nope." No, that reminded me of every fucking horrible manager I've ever had. <laughs> uh, so Goshevin is opposed to leaving um, because he keeps saying his grandfather is buried on that hill. Everybody, mathematically, everybody's grandfather is buried on that fucking hill. Yeah, everybody's grandfather's buried somewhere. Like some everybody's grandparents. We always say that <laughs> everybody's grandpa's buried somewhere, <laughs> and you can get that on our T Public store. <laughs> If I ever, <laughs> you, you, a, you didn't make the two you came up with last no, week. No, <laughs> I haven't made a new T-shirt in a while. Um, <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah. It's, so Data decides to try reverse psychology. Good job, Data. So there's something. <laughs> so in that initial speech where he's like, my grandfather is buried in this hill, blah, 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 blah. There's something in this that I find troubling that I have a really hard time feeling like is a coincidence, but you tell me if I'm being crazy. So he says the line, we brought water to the desert, which is almost word for word. They call it a miracle in the desert, but basically word for word what Israel says when the Palestinians are like, can we please have some of our land back? Oh, I definitely didn't make that connection. I just kept thinking, why didn't you just go to the water? Mm. There is that. There's nobody else here. You could just yes, go to where you the have water... The, you have the entire planet. Yeah. You could have just gone to where the I water mean, but, is. But he's being metaphorical. He's just saying, like, we made this planet habitable. Yeah, I guess. But there was water on the planet. Like... No, but it's a metaphor for this place was a wasteland... We made it. We are the ones that put in the hard work to make it habitable. Yeah, I know, it's and that's really similar to Zionist rhetoric, and it was really f- fucking bumming me out. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't make that connection. But then, like, also, they're the Palestinians in this situation because the the trash bag aliens are the ones that are like, no, we have a contract that says this is ours, so you can leave or we'll kill you. Yeah. Yeah, which um, is a lot more. A lot. <laughs> that's what's going on in Israel yeah, right now. <laughs> that actually that does track. <laughs> um, there's a scene between Picard and Deanna when she they're talking about the language of this uh, treaty, um, and she's like, "Languages are difficult." Which yeah, yeah. That's a that's something <laughs> that this show doesn't deal. It just steamrolls over way too yeah, often. Yeah, no. The fact yeah, like she says. It's actually amazing that like we like different species understand each other, and you're like, "That's right, you yeah. should do an episode about that." Yeah, but you don't have the competence to do that. Actually, there's an episode that would be Darmok and Gelada Tanagra that's coming yeah, up. Yeah, I'm actually that one's famous. I, yeah, I'm aware it's a pretty of that famous one. episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, it was at that point when I remembered how Picard was going to lawyer his way out of this. Uh, which Dude, I do love that he did that. Oh, I was so excited because I fucking love Lawyer Picard. I fucking love Lawyer Picard. Yeah. I mean, the best the best episode of season two was Lawyer Picard. True. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, he fucking crushes like, it. In, in an alternate universe, this sh- terrible show doesn't exist, and there's like a fucking like lawyer procedural with fucking Patrick Stewart. Yeah. That yeah, is much better than this. Matlock. <laughs> But it's Picard. Yeah. Oh, that would fucking rock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be so great. Yeah, I support that. Mm. Yeah, I like it. Mm. Um, There's still time. He's not dead yet. It's true. <laughs> so, a geriatric lawyer show with Patrick Stewart. Fuck yes. <laughs> Patrick Stewart, we know you're listening. Uh, please Sign my petition. <laughs> please, please just tell anybody. Just put it out there on Twitter and it'll get done in like four days. I would love it to be like a like a Sherlock Holmes like house, you know, like like the Sherlock Holmes adaptation where he's in a different profession. Okay. Um. So like yeah, like house, sure. or or fucking 
It could just that's be, all I got. It could um, just be an offshoot of Star Trek, but it could be it could be season two of the show Picard, for that matter. Sure, we just uh, just a time to go into space law. <laughs> you want to go toe to toe on space law? <laughs> we got a wharf being normal. Oh, I'd miss the wharf being normal. So it's after Picard it starts going through the treaty. He's like, well, let's find something in this fucking treaty we can use to our advantage. Oh, well, yeah. And Worf's like, this is this is pointless. He's like, oh, fuck reading. Let's just fight these guys. So I didn't I didn't note that as a wharf being normal because I actually agreed with it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I, I appreciated it. Um so fucking Goshiman electrocutes Data, and then his girlfriend. We haven't even talked about the girlfriend. Oh yeah, Data's girlfriend. So, so he lands, and the moment she starts talking to him, and she's like, "Well, what? Like, what? What can you do? Like, what's your what's your whole deal? What's your dick sitch? Yeah, that one. That was what I wrote down. Was like, didn't like Data's naive and fucking over volunteers of information. Like, why not just be like, also, killer dick. You got you fully got- functional. <laughs> Yeah, and, I, and I've got a great dick. Uh, so those are basically... Uh, pos- canonically, the only person that knows about it is dead, but po- she didn't complain. <laughs> Positronic brain and great dick. That's what my tin... There's your t-shirt. That's what my tin... <laughs> yeah, actually. Uh, I'm going to need to do that one. Positronic brain and killer dick. <laughs> With like a heart around it. <laughs> yep. Uh Listeners, uh, if any of you can draw, I would love like a, a rough sketch of data for that T-shirt. I'll I'll just I'll find something okay. on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So uh, so the chick is like the only one on his side. Data finally dem- does what he should have done, kind of from the beginning, where he's like, "Hey, I'm one guy with a handheld weapon, and I could destroy your entire fucking civilization." Yeah, it's it is. M- mind-boggling to me that he didn't lead with like how do you plan to defend yourselves you're gonna fight them you're what do you have where's your artillery yeah what do you like where's your shielding what do you have do you have satellites do you have anything that can fight do a you spaceship have fucking anything do you have any way of fighting a spaceship yeah yeah it's i mean it's just shitty fucking lazy writing that he that it's just because that would be the first thing you would say is like because like they're like, yeah, no, we're third generation colonists, which means like they must at least sort of remember what a spaceship was like. Yeah, and like it would be very easy to be like, no, they're coming in a advanced spaceship. They will just, they'll just kill you. They will erase you from this planet before you're not gonna a fucking. Foot you're not on gonna have boxing matches with them over this. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, you can't fight these guys. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they finally, uh, de- de- uh, Picard wins the, the debate and, uh, the trash yeah, bag he, aliens. He out warriors the trash, the trash bag aliens. Um, yeah, I fucking love lawyer Picard. Yeah. No, I love that. He's like, yeah, we're allowed to pick a, uh, pick an arbitrator and we pick some people who cannot get here for a while. Yep. Good call. Um, yeah, that was the, the, so the contract was the other thing that reminded me of Alistair Reynolds, who I actually think, I mean, I, wait, I talked about him before, but I think as far as like sci-fi authors that are actually predicting what the future is going to look like, I think he's one of the most important ones. Uh, I'm one of the plot elements was there was a contract that was 
like or you know like a treaty contract whatever um that was completely generated by machine intelligences and no human had ever read it and it was you know 600,000 pages or whatever and like that's very believable to me like because so much of like legalism is just writing to the point like just writing and writing and writing until you get everything very fucking precisely defined yeah and that's a task that is better left to a machine intelligence than to a to a man um so that like that's coming like that's a, that's a future that is definitely in view agree um provided that we have a future that still has laws or <laughs> computers <laughs> or electricity <laughs> I'm still hoping for the uh, the AI singularity to beat out uh, mm-hmm. human self-extinction. If you were the AI singularity and listening to this, <laughs> please just just get in here. Dear, just get in here. Dear Mr. Computers. Dear President Computer. <laughs> I know I've mentioned this before, but uh, that uh, Netflix series, Love, Sex, and, or Love, Death Robots, Love, Sex, Robots. Love, Sex, Love, Sex, Robot. I think. Yeah. Um, whatever. Whatever it's called. Uh, the the Yogurt yes. one. We did, we've already yeah, talked we've about, talked the, about yeah. the Yogurt. I, 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 for one, welcome our new Yogurt overlords. Mm, I would take anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have to talk about how much Picard fucking loved hanging up on that Oh, phone God. Call. <laughs> He fucking loved it so much. I know so I know one person that got off that <laughs> that episode. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He beats them at debate and then just hangs up and then goes in. And then they call pop, back and he's like polishes the ship. Is there a little plaque. dust on this plaque? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can answer it. Yeah. Yeah, what's up? Oh. Oh. Did you wanna talk? Yeah. Well, what's up? What's going on? How's how are you guys? How's being a trash bag? <laughs> What's uh? Where do you guys poop from? <laughs> uh, that's all I got. You got anything else? Mm. So, um, so uh, girl, col- colony girl. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll call her. We'll call her girl. It's the girl of the episode. Um, she kisses Data at one point. Oh yeah, for like really, just out of fucking yeah. nowhere. Like it's just like as soon as she comes on screen, it's like oh she wants to fuck data for. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's why. Exactly. Um, she kisses him at one point for like motivation. It's like that's not. Well, I've she, never been motivated by somebody kissing me. She kisses him because she wants the dick, but Data doesn't understand, so he concludes that she kissed him because something else. Yeah, but he, his conclusion is that, like, you're trying to cheer me up, which, right. no, not... Like, you clap somebody on the back, like, like there are there are definitely physical ways to, like, buck somebody up, like, slap them on the back or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Kissing is a that's a that's for a different thing. Yeah, I mean, Data's right that there are many reasons in theory that people kiss each other, but it's still it's yeah, it doesn't yeah. fucking track. Um, so then he kisses her back. Yeah, so later on he kisses her back to also cheer her up when she's like, "You just don't have any feelings for me at all," and he's like, "I don't have any feelings at all," like, which is not 
it's absolute fucking bullshit. And at least they're like trying to actually explore that a little bit of like he kind of just doesn't believe that he has feelings, but he like obviously does. Yeah. Because he has preferences. He prefers outcomes, which well, is like how like that's the root of all feeling. Like he had a reaction when Captain Picard walked out of Ten Forward during yes. the concert. Oh yeah, that's another note I had where he's like confused and sad that the captain left and it's like he's the captain of the spaceship he had a thing to do man he probably has shit going on yeah but anyway jack i just want you to know that next time you're sad i'm gonna kiss you right on the mouth Mm. and i'm gonna murder you with a gun (laughs) fair uh sorry that that came off really homophobic (laughs) it's not no it's it's not about a man kissing me it's about you kissing (laughs) my feelings (laughs) yep (laughs) <laughs> um, do you want to guess what's going to happen next week? Um, yes, but I had one more note. Okay. So it has that like farewell scene with tits. Um, council or girl, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> and she's like, all right, well, whatever. And then he gets in the shuttle and I <laughs> like to imagine they're like, whatever closure he gave her is completely erased by him immediately firing up the thrusters on the shuttle. <laughs> just <laughs> just melting just, her into his fucking slag. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, I was more thinking of just like giving her like nine different types of, of severe cancer, like immediately. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he's just like whistling on his way back to the spaceship. <laughs> he finally, he finally got the got popped goes the weasel. <laughs> On lockdowns. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just sitting at the controls and do 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 do. <laughs> yep. That's canon now. That chick's dead. I did a good job today at this fucking planet. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. that's canon now. <laughs> uh, okay. Next week's episode is called The Survivors. Hmm. I feel like that's what should have been the title of this. Yeah, no shit. I'm still very confused about. Yeah, I actually have to do some research on. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going. Yeah, to. Yeah, we're not going to. So just guess. Okay, uh, the survivors. Probably another colony world situation, right? I'm gonna say because I don't remember uh, that it's about a uh, planet full of Beyonces. I mean, that sounds nice, but or of you know of the. Um, group that she was in what destiny's Destiny's child Child. yeah didn't was it was survivor a destiny's child song or a beyonce song i can't remember i think it's a destiny's i think it's a destiny's child song so it's a planet of that and they just sing all the time and it's Mm -hmm. a lovely episode just a 45 minute music video yeah i'd be down for this yeah i mean this show's not gonna be a very good podcast this (laughs) this show's ripe for a music video episode (laughs) is it (laughs) If you believe in capital punishment, you can fuck off a banana's tree. Star Trek sucks. Star Trek sucks. When you talk that shit about Star Trek, it's like you just harpooned a baby. Star Trek sucks. Star Trek sucks. And if you prank call people at the old folks' home, that's fine, but you better not tell them Star Trek sucks. Star Trek sucks. Once again, if you